0: Welcome back everybody to episode four of The Rebellion. This is Tyson Smith and today we have an amazingly special treat for you. The reason why is you guys don't just get to hear me talk to myself today. This is the first episode that we are bringing on a guest. Today we have on an old friend of mine, an amazing person. The guy is insanely jacked. He's doing amazing things in his life. And uh, we've known each other for a really long time, but we've just recently reconnected. I'd like to introduce all of you guys to Kurt Weintraub. Kurt, thank you for coming on today. Good to have you. Yeah, man, that's amazing. So, uh, Kurt, can you kind of tell, me, uh, tell everybody a little bit about uh, what you do now? And then in a second, we can talk about how we know each other and kind of our story.
1: Yes, yeah, so what I do is I work in contract manufacturing. I make supplements, dietary supplements, health supplements, skin supplements, all that fun stuff. Um,
0: it's it's quite a lot and so this is interesting because it's a completely different industry than i know anything about so today i'm gonna have an opportunity to ask kurt tons of questions about this it's an entirely different industry than real estate the things i'm used to but before before we actually went live uh, kurt and i were just having a conversation talking about how much you can learn from other people And so even though his industry is separate from mine, there's so much that I can learn about how he operates his business and what he's doing that I can apply on my own. So that's gonna be really exciting. Um, To give you guys some backstory, me and Kurt met, how did, how exactly did we meet? Was it from Noah Mowbray?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so I switched from Chandler High School to Hamilton High School. Okay. Uh, I came along with Noah and I slowly just ventured off and started doing my own thing. And then we we're the party group. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna start linking up with these guys. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, we're going out to all these crazy little high school parties. throwing house parties. Next thing we know, we're going to a fraternity in college. it was crazy.
0: It was. It was. So um, I used to play soccer with this kid and he lived in Kurt's neighborhood. And then Kurt transferred high schools. That's right. And, um, I think, so we, we, we met through that mutual friend and like Kurt said, we were definitely like the, the party guys in high school. And so we were always looking to, to cook, to cook up some kind of jig, some kind kind of shit can we get into? Yeah, exactly. Um, back then, right. It was just like, dude, we just wanted to, you know, talk to girls, have a good time. Like I, for me, I remember seeing like the Instagram accounts, like TFM and old row. And I was just like, I just want to be that. I need to do this. I need to do it all. Exactly, exactly. So it was funny because um, when I was talking to Kurt, uh, we have like a bunch of like hilarious pictures from when we were in high school together. Um, I kinda wanna go through and look at some of them now. Um, so I lost my Apple ID like, uh, what is it, like two years ago? And so I've lost all these pictures that I had from like my high school day. And uh, Kurt shared a bunch of them with me and um, I'll send them some over that I'll pull up with you guys now. Um, So every
1: single one of these pictures has some crazy fucking story behind it. Absolutely. These aren't just pictures. These are, these are like, Oh, well on this night, this shit happened or on this night we got into this type of trouble.
0: Well, that's what's so funny about it is, is when, when, when you sent it to it, it was literally taking a trip down memory lane, like looking at it. And I can clearly remember like the different events that we were doing. So, uh, I'm going to send one of them, one of these over to you guys. Oh, here, we'll put this one up. Um, if you guys are not watching the video version, it is available on YouTube and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Um, this one from prom. So uh, we were just like, like Kurt's wearing some pink pants, some salmon pants here. Like I'm telling you, we, we just, we thought we were frat stars. We're 18 years old. No date yet. <laughs> Dude, I took, um, I took, uh, my date was Talia.
1: Oh man!
0: Yeah, I remember?
1: Man, how times, have, how times have changed. Yeah,
0: I asked her. I asked, so the, the way I asked my date to prom was I had a sign, and it was so shitty. Like I I did the absolute bare minimum. Literally in Sharpie, I wrote, "I could change your life at prom," and I gave her a handful of like fucking pennies. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Um, but let's let, let's look at this one. Um, this is one of my favorites, bro.
1: Oh yeah, senior ditch day. That was one of the best days ever.
0: Senior Ditch Day. That so, was our peak.
1: We were oh. we were just working out seven days a week. We were in high school. We go to school. We work out. Then we just go home, wake uh-huh. up, do the same thing over again. And I remember before the Senior Ditch Day, I came up to you and I was like, hey, I heard some shit. I heard if you uh, eat angel food cake before you go to a pool party, you get blown up. And all of a sudden, we're looking back on these pictures. And we're like, what the
0: hell is going on here? This, this shit really works absolutely dude it was hilarious i was like okay so it was just like it's all the carbs and the sugar it just like gives you an amazing pump and then here we got to put this picture up too oh we have to so so kurt's right like after and this was one of the best things that i have to say about high school was surrounding myself with people like you that were into fitness we wanted to get big we wanted to take care of ourselves and starting that habit early but it's what we would do is like after school we'd meet up in the gym parking lot we'd like we'd roll a little something up you know and uh we just go work out and it was really it was it's like a, you know, we were we were in there, we were putting the work in, but also it was like a super social thing for us, yeah, like all super, the boys. super
1: social. It was fun. We was, we'd shoot the breeze, we'd work out, we'd go back out to our car, get a little water bottle, hit the gravity bong. We'd go, <laughs> we'd go right back in there smelling like a fucking skunk. Everybody'd be looking at us and we'd just be pushing weight.
0: Yeah, it was it was awesome. And you remember, um what was that, Shane?
1: Oh yeah, Shane. I still talked I still talk to Shane. Dude,
0: he's the shit. He was yeah. he's the original uh professor for me. Oh yeah. Like yeah, the guy he
1: was, he was the gym bro. Oh yeah. He taught us a, a lot of stuff.
0: So I don't remember how old was Shane? Um Shane was in his thirties when we met him in high okay. school.
1: So he's got a kid now. Okay. He's all
0: grown. Well, so uh to give you guys some context, Shane, uh super cool guy that went to the gym we went to in high school, uh super jacked, and he was just like a super friendly guy who would show us the ropes, you know, like Uh, I remember the first time I I randomly one day I see Kurt like working out with this massive guy and they were just like killing their legs like doing the craziest workout and I was like, dude, who is that?
1: Yeah, man, it's crazy. He he had a huge influence on me. I mean, being 18 years old, 17 years old, starting in the gym and I was skinny. I was like skin and bones, 160 pounds. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I walk in there and he looks at me and he goes, what are you, 150 with a wet shirt? (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> at that time, I was like, shit, I'm never going back to this gym again. And then he looks at me and he goes, it's all right. Just get pussy and fuck bitches. That's all you got to do. Lift some weights and fuck bitches. I was like, wait, hold on. This is all so weird to me. This is like, good advice. Yeah, I was in the locker room. I was out the steam room. I had a little towel on. He was just looking at me. I was just, oh, my God, what's going on? but I believe you
0: and you guys got to keep in mind this guy was literally like what 230 pounds shredded like huge massive guy um and let me just put up for reference he Kurt Kurt says he was skinny I want to show you guys uh oh you know what I wish I had uh I wish I had this picture of um do you remember? So we had a lot of fun during our like the last week of high school. Remember how there was the spirit days? Yeah, yeah. Remember the toddler one?
1: Oh yeah. I went to school in my underwear and I wore a little had a little binky in my mouth and a little one of those uh whatever you call it. The little bibs. Yeah, I had a bib on.
0: I'm telling you, I wish I wish we had that picture. Because so you're 18 years old and yeah, I got that picture in here somewhere. Kurt put on a showing. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Because this is, again, after this is going to the gym, taking care of ourselves, eating riot, and also, like, having influences like Shane, like these people who, you know, were able to be like, yo, yeah, you guys got to keep doing what you're doing, you know, telling us to eat, telling us what to eat, things like that, you got jacked.
1: Yeah, it worked, it worked. I mean, it's crazy to think that somebody like that, I mean, they had such a big influence on me, and so, you know, what I want to do is be able to have that type of influence on people in the younger generation as well by, you know, inspiring them and letting them know just through, past experiences and what's happened with me and what I've learned, I think I could have that impact on somebody. So it's just, it's really crazy what kind
0: of an influence somebody can have on somebody. Absolutely. And it can be the smallest thing, just like we're saying, like some guy we saw at the gym, right? And that's another thing that people need to understand is uh, some people are like, they talk about they're like intimidated to go to the gym or whatever you need to realize that like the biggest dude at the gym is going to be the one who's most willing to like go out of his way, to show you what to do, to, to have a conversation, you know, give you advice. Like they live for that shit. They've obviously been in there for a very long time if they're, if they're huge and they wanna pass on. Like if some kid comes up to you, like for me, um, I always see these, like, groups of, like, I call them, like, the, the, the TikTok kids oh, at those the gym. little kids
1: with little perms in their hair, and oh. they're walking around with their Crocs on, and they're, like, jamming out with little beats. I'm exactly.
0: Like, what? what What's going on here? Well, you see them, and, like, I I mean, I see a little bit of, like, myself in them, you 100%. know? 100%. That's why I hate it so
1: much. Like, man, <laughs> I used to be that. I used to walk around here with some flip-flops on thinking I could run shit, and i will just... Come on.
0: Exactly. But I love it. I love it. But, like, you know that they, um, like for, for you now, if any one of those kids were to come up to you, like, you would love to be able to give them advice and, like, show them, you know, the ropes and what to do and things like that. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love I love teaching people what I can. You know, I'm always trying to learn stuff. But at the same time, if I know something that somebody doesn't. Why would I not share it? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's about making people better.
0: Well, and, and that's something that Kurt's always done. I mean, throughout high school, he was always the one who was most knowledgeable about the gym and fitness, and he was constantly telling us these things. You know, he was the one who was getting us to, like, hit legs and stuff, and <laughs> and, and he was putting us on to to the supplements and, you know, how much protein we need to be eating and all the things like that. So um, he was a very, very good person to have around. Let's talk a little bit about after high school. So when we graduated, I went to the University of Alabama, and you went to ASU. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your experience at ASU and kind of what you were getting into at that time?
1: Yeah, I can't tell you everything I was getting into at that time, but <laughs> I can tell you that ASU, I went there for finance, got a minor in real estate. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Didn't learn a whole ton, but um, joined a fraternity in my freshman year. Um, Got that whole experience, got that out of my system. Um, yeah, I mean ASU. ASU is great. It was where I. It was really where I learned who I was and what I can and what I can't do. My limits. Um, education came along with that as well. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot of how to party, um, and luckily I got it out of my system because now I'm locked in. I'm able to do the things that I want to do soberly. Um, just feel a lot more locked in. So I think college, the most, the most it taught me was I don't really know how to explain it. It just taught me what I should do at that time, and what I need to get out of my system, and what I need to do to move forward.
0: Dude, I it's so funny you say that because I pretty much have like said the exact same thing. Like, I do not regret what I did in college, and having that time was like amazing to go out and just like. You know be a little bit of a piece of shit just fucking have fun and pretty much just live for fun like i did not go to college to like learn no i went there to have a great time
1: no no i went there for the fraternity i, I went there for the parties for the chicks just for all for that whole entire experience and then you know I, I was one of those guys that i did not go to class i would study the whole night before luckily i was able to pass all my tests with straight a's but um yeah i don't know this generation i don't really think that school is necessary i mean there's so much knowledge out there that's so so accessible to everybody it's just why waste so much money going to college when you have all these resources around you and you can do what you really want to do i see so many people who go to school and they get their degree in accounting they want to become a cpa why why you want to do that i mean you can get so much more real-time experience with jobs doing something that you enjoy instead of a piece of paperwork telling you what you're qualified for
0: Right. And you've got to think about how many people out there are like really interested in in whatever they're going to school for. Like if you would have asked me in college, like, oh, Tyson, are you interested in finance? I would have lied to you and said, oh, yeah, like this is really interesting to me. I can tell you right now, uh, no, the fuck it was not. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) give a shit about learning about bond yields and the fucking weighted average cost of capital. Like, what the fuck? But you make such a good point about how there's so many other opportunities in this day and age. Um, you can get so much real world experience. And I think that one of the biggest things that has led to not needing to get, you know, to do this uh, traditional form of education, like going to college, is social media. Because social media allows you to uh, interact with and connect with so many different people. Where if there was something you were super passionate about, for instance, if I was a kid now and I'm 18 years old and I was super interested in the fitness industry. There are so many different people that you can reach out to at your fingertips. You can send them a message and say, hey, this is who I am. I'm interested in whatever it is you do. And then you can put you in real world experiences, whether that might be an internship or a job. And they can show you to, you know, can teach you to do something you actually want to do. You're not just going to school so that you can get a, an accounting job, so you can pay the mortgage and you can have two weeks vacation every right, single year. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, you don't go to there's not a single piece of paper that can tell me what I can and can't do. The most experience that I've gotten was from real-time job experience. And it's from, it's from the people I know. Um, the more people you know, the, more, the bigger your network, the more opportunities you're gonna have. So, you know, being in your little box and not talking and not introducing yourself to people and not trying to expand your knowledge and your clientele base and whatever it is, you're really putting yourself behind. Because right now, we're at this time and at this age where you can either be stagnant or you can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And if you're stagnant, you're gonna fall behind.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Kurt kind of mentioned something earlier that I want to kind of rehash. So, um, throughout college, throughout high school, we obviously were partying a lot, drinking a lot. Um, since then I am completely sober. Uh, I've stopped drinking and it has been the number one thing for me that has allowed me to really level up since I was able to quit booze. I'm way more dialed in on business, fitness, my relationships are better, and I really know what's important to me now. And I'm much more conscious of how I spend my time. Back when I was drinking, I was doing all these activities like going to bars, you know, going to clubs, doing things like that. And I realize now that I'm sober is I fucking hate doing those things. They're not fun unless you're fucked up.
1: Yep. yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's all about what you want in life. So I mean, you, know, you wanna wake up at noon and you wanna feel like shit the whole day. And you want to spend two hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, thousand bucks at the bar? Be my guest. But I'm be I'm be waking up at six a.m., five a.m. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna be bettering myself while those people are sleeping. I'm be getting ahead.
0: Well, and and that's another thing is I feel like we're also at this point where back then it was look our goal was to go have fun. I I'm, I don't know about you, but that was my goal. hundred percent. Whereas now I don't have that same goal. So going out and partying shit like that, that's not a habit that's in alignment with where I want to go. Where now, to be in alignment with my, with my vision for myself of who I am, you're absolutely right. It's getting up in the morning. It's going to the gym, it's getting my work in, and then it's going after I you know, take care of my body, it's going and taking care of my life, taking care of my business, you know, putting in work and working on something that I truly enjoy. Which, can you talk a little bit more about that? About after you wake up and get, get, you get your work in in the gym, What is it that you are are focusing on right now to build?
1: So right now I'm just trying to build my career. Uh, I just got this promotion at work, so I'm kind of running some operations in the manufacturing plant. So really what I'm trying to do right now is just continue to learn and continue to grow in my position because you know there's so much opportunity for me to be able to do things that other people are really high paid. So right now what I'm trying to do is just lock in, figure out what my purpose is, be purpose driven, and just chase that goal, whatever that goal is. I mean, my goal is always changing. Every single day I wake up, I try to be better.
0: Absolutely. And that's something we were talking about before, before we went live, is that um, part of having a vision is being able to be on on a journey, a journey of something you're constantly working towards. And the fun thing about it is, as your journey progresses, and as you start climbing the hill, there's no such thing as the top. Because as soon as you start getting up there, you start to notice these other hills that you need to, you know, that you might divert and start to go, you know, in these different directions. And I think it's a matter of really falling in love with the journey. And I think that's something that's like amazing that I've really learned from being in the gym is like, there's no end goal there. There's no part where it's all of a sudden, hey, I'm done, I'm, I'm finished. Like I don't need to go to the gym anymore. Like you're constantly, constantly developing, constantly growing. And I think that it's a really good analogy for life or whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is you're chasing. For me, building a real estate business, it's not like there's any amount of like money or employees or number of deals or assets under management that once I get to, it's like, I'm done. You know, I I have these next goals. So at first, when I first started wholesaling real estate, my first goal was, oh, I want to make $10,000 a month. If I can make $10,000 a month, imagine everything I can do. And as soon as I got to $10,000 a month, I wanted hundred grand a month. I was like, I need to get hundred grand every single month. When I do that, think about all these things I'll be able to do. Now that I'm at six figures every single month, all I'm thinking about is I need to get to seven figures a month. How can I get to a million dollars a month? But so much of it, and it's something I don't take for granted, is I've enjoyed every step along the way. Absolutely. As you level up, there are more benefits. There are new things that you're able to do and opportunities for yourself, but the one thing that remains the same is you're constantly striving for something, and that's what makes it all fun.
1: Yeah, and one thing we kind of talked about yesterday was being purpose-driven. And one thing that I think that people really are doing is doing something that they don't like. If you're not doing something that you're passionate about, what the hell are you doing? I mean, every single day I show up to work and I'm motivated. I want to, I want to learn more. I want to do more. I want to be better. Uh, if that's not the situation with your job, you're in the wrong fucking profession.
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: every single day you should be wanting to learn something new. You want to you grow your skill set. You got to you gotta be able to take on challenges and be, re- and be ready for them.
0: Absolutely. And, and that's such a big thing is that people, like, you have to realize whatever you do for work, whatever your vocation is, that is where you're going to be spending the majority of your life. Like, as a person, and especially as a man, like, that is your purpose, And it's like, if you don't give a fuck about whatever it is you do to make money or whatever it is, like your life kind of starts to like, like, really, what are you even doing it for, you know? Right. So for instance, like I'm sitting here, um, uh, we've got Braden behind the camera right now. And I know that you love like video and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I bet for you, it's very fulfilling to be able to do this stuff and be able to work closely with it. I know that Kurt loves the gym, you love health. And being able to manufacture these things. And also, I know that you're like a very smart, very organized guy. So being able to, to direct a business and be able to, you know, make key decisions and, and implement processes is probably very rewarding for you.
1: Yeah, leader, leadership is one thing that I really try and, try and harp on is, you know, being a team leader and leading by inspiring people is probably one of the biggest things you can do. Yeah. You know, people, people like to lead by example. So I, me, I'll, I'll never ask anybody to do any, anything I won't do. Yeah, you know, I'll get down. I'll get my hands dirty if I have to. Whatever, whatever it takes to get the job done, and then I'll do the high-level shit. But the low-level shit is just as important. So you know, those bottom-level employees that are working on the bottom line, they're just as important as our CFO, our CFO. So you got to treat them all the same, and you got to you got to motivate them, and you got to lead them. And you know, there there are studies out there that if people are laughing and they're having fun, they're going to retain more knowledge. So my whole thing is when I'm when I'm working with my employees as I go down there, I try and make work fun. You got you got to change the perspective of. I'm working a nine to five. That's another thing, clock watching. If you're watching the (laughs) clock at work, you're doing the wrong thing. You gotta be able to work eight, 10, 15 hour days if you really are driven and you have a goal and you have somewhere that you wanna reach. And those 15 hours, they fly by because you're engaged and you're there and you're doing something that you wanna do. Absolutely. If you're working eight hours a day and you're leaving right at five o'clock, you're in, you're in the wrong profession or you're just not going to go very far. That's just the bottom line.
0: I think that that's actually such a good litmus test for if whatever you're doing, do you actually enjoy? And if that's when the time strikes a certain time or whatever it is, you're able to leave, you're fucking out of there. Then you probably, and it's just the same every single day. You probably don't like what you do. Whereas like you said, when you're passionate about something that you found and you're, you really get in this flow state of like, time just kind of flies by because you're doing something that challenges you and that is rewarding for you to do and complete, then that's how you know that you're doing the right thing, that you are purpose-driven you're following it because you make such a good point. Like I know that that Kurt is probably the first person in the office and the last one to leave.
1: Yeah. That's one thing I got, I, I make sure to do that. I, I'm the first one and I usually get there around 5:30 in the morning. And I won't leave until the last office lights off.
0: Yeah. Well, I, so um, is how this all, the the reason why Kurt, Kurt is sitting with us here today is I was driving home from my office and um, I, was, I was sitting at a red light and I was kind of scrolling my phone and I saw this Twitter thread and it was somebody talking about selling supplements. And uh, I started thinking in my head, I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of doing a lot more on social media about like fitness and things like that. And I want to be able to give value to people somehow. And I was like, I wonder, you know, I think it'd be interesting to uh, learn more about supplements and, you know, find some, you know, make some kind of connections, some strategic partnerships as far as what I could sell. And I thought, I know somebody who who's in the supplement business. So I gave Kurt a call. It was probably like, I don't know, seven o'clock, somewhere around there. And uh, he's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, I'm just, I'm at the office right now, just crushing it, right? And um, we kinda had a conversation, and I was telling him about you know, what I'm thinking about and you know, if, he could, if he could answer some questions for me. And of course, he was able to. And um, after our show today, we're actually gonna go and you're gonna show me around the facilities, right?
1: Yeah, we're gonna go check out some equipment, see how some stuff is made, it's gonna be real cool. It's gonna be a good time.
0: Absolutely, I'm really excited. Um, the cool thing about the supplement industry is number 1 it's a very easy thing to sell i feel like because if you can tell somebody like hey i've got this thing that you only have to do is drink it or or you know swallow a pill or whatever and it's going to transform your life in some way it's going to make you lose fat or it's going to make you gain muscle people are really like quick to buy it because it feels like an easy solution when we both know that there's not any one supplement in the world that you can take that's just going to you know turn you into this like uh, Greek god. No, there's like a that. big
1: misconception of oh if I take this supplement, I'm gonna lose this weight and I'm gonna get to my dream Physique. Well, no, no your dream physique comes with your motivation and what you're doing every single day It's you know how you treat your body. How much sleep are you getting? What kind of foods are you eating? How much water are you drinking? Are you working out hard? Are you making sure to sweat or are you just going in there and swinging a couple of rates around because that's a bunch of bullshit yeah. I mean if you go in there and you tell yourself that you're working hard But you're really in there and you're just went in there for 20 minutes just walking on the treadmill you're not gonna see any progress and there's not a single pill in the world that's gonna make you look the way you want to.
0: Right, well, you gotta think about, think about the name, supplement. It's something you're adding in in addition to your already regimen that can help you get to the next level. And that's what I was telling people, like a, a really common question that I get is like, hey, what kind of supplements are you taking? And it's like, first of all, let's think about what a supplement is. It's something I'm taking in addition to everything else I'm doing. The most important things I'm doing are just my daily habits of the foods that I eat, my activity level and what I'm doing in the gym. Now, Yes, supplements are amazing, and they absolutely have made life for people who are into fitness so much easier because when I'm not able to you know, get all the protein I need for the day, being able to supplement and get a quick shot of protein via a shake is really helpful. Or, hey, if I'm not eating enough salmon, being able to take some fish oil, things like that, pre-workout, you know, I wake up and go to the gym in the morning, I like to have some pre-workout to kind of get me going. These things help, but they're not the ones doing the heavy lifting they're
1: not the answer they're not the answer the answer is what's going on up here if you don't take care of what's going on up here nothing's going to make sense
0: Yeah. well and that's another thing we were kind of having a conversation with earlier is um really being in control of your mind not being a slave to your urges so like i know for me i've had trouble where it's like dude i i have a really bad sweet tooth and so at night I was like, for a long time, I was just a slave to my urges. You know, I would, I would um, order like on GoPuff, I'd order some candy or something like that, right? But eventually I've learned is that I need to be in absolute control of my body. So even though, yes, I want that candy, I can fucking tell myself, no, no, you don't get that. And being able to do that is the beginning point. That sets a foundation for yourself. Once you set that foundation of being able to be in control of your urges, then you can take it to the next level. And it's like, hey, I don't really feel like getting up and making, the, making my cold calls today. No, it doesn't matter. That's what I have to do. And being able to, to, to get your mind to control your body to go ahead and do that work that you need to do. And then it just keeps leveling up from that point. Once you're able to be in full control of your body, it's amazing what you can accomplish.
1: Never negotiate with yourself. Whatever goes on up here, whatever battles, you got to be able to control them. I'm am a big believer in how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, if you want Absolutely. to half-ass something, you're going to half-ass the other thing. You know, if you if you have a clean office, you're probably going to have a clean apartment. You're probably going to have a clean house. If you have a dirty office, you're probably going to have a dirty house. I mean, how you how you do everything is a universal standard, for me.
0: Dude, that's that's such a good point. And you know what I really love that you said is never negotiate with yourself. That 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 is that is so key. And also what you're talking about is. How, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And um, that's such a good point. And and here's another thing that I wanna talk about when it comes to this journey of personal growth and development is not everything happens all at once. Nobody's gonna wake up one day and be a fat piece of shit slob before, fat bag of mayonnaise, like to call them. And then the very (laughs) next day, they're up, they're at the gym, they're eating perfectly, their apartment's clean, they're doing all the things they need to do and just have like a fabulous, perfect day. That will never happen this growth is, it, it is um, gradual, right? You need to start with small habits, implement them, and then those habits, eventually, the small habits compound into bigger ones.
1: Yep. I, I read this book, it's called Atomic Habits, and it's about getting 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. And that 1% every single day compounds on itself. So, you know, let's say you just start by waking up and fixing your bed, then that becomes a habit. All of a sudden you wake up, you naturally fix your bed because that's second habit. What else are you gonna do? run a hop in the shower. You're going to make yourself some breakfast. These, these habits, you got to take them one at a time or else it's going to be way too overwhelming. You can't do everything at once. So do what you can and do it, do it the best that you can.
0: Absolutely. And I think that a, a really good thing for people to do is if you want to start a new habit, to start with something small, if you want, so for instance, I'm, I'll be the first to admit is I'm not the best at keeping my shit tidy. There are some things like my car is always clean, no matter what, like it's just something because I've always been in the habit of keeping my my car clean. It's something I've always really liked. I like to be in in a nice, clean car. So that's something I do. But like my office, for instance, like my desk, it's kind of a clusterfuck. My apartment, I'm really bad at like like I'll get home from the gym, I'll take off my fucking sweaty ass tank top and I'll fucking throw it on the on the on a, the chair or something, and um, you know I'll kick my shoes off, things like that, and then I can lead to clutter. Whereas. I need to start something small, right? I need to start with the habit of, hey, I'm going to start whenever I come home from the gym, I'm going to take all my clothes off at the hamper and I'm going to put my shoes away right there. And just start with that. And then that is going to lead into me to, you know, once I can master that part, it'll lead into the next part of like, okay, now um, after I finish cooking or whatever, I'm going to make sure that I do the dishes right then and there. And then that'll lead to me having a tidier kitchen. But it's not... Just, hey, I'm going to become a more clean person. And oh. like, like to go back to Atomic Habits, he, he says um, the best thing you can do is a specific action at a specific time and to say it out loud, like to plan out. Like, for instance, right when I'm finished with doing the dishes or, or when, right when I'm finished with making dinner, I'm going to do the dishes whenever I make dinner, right? And when you set something like that that's super specific, you know exactly what needs to be done. Where people get in trouble is they say, oh, I'm going to become a cleaner person. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? oh, I'm just going to make sure that I clean things that I no, there's nothing specific there. And it doesn't lead us anything to start compounding off of, like you said, getting 1% better at something every day.
1: Right. And it can, and it can be something as easy as, all right, I'm going to go to the gym. Step one is, is put your shoes on, put your shorts on, put your shirt on. You know, it, you don't got to think I got to go to the gym. How about you get your water bottle and you get in the car and you sit down and then you back out of your driveway, make it to the gym. Then, then work out. Right. You know, you got, you got to break it down into small things and you know, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So, you know, you can say, I want to be a clean person or I want to work out. I want to get huge. But guess what? Your systems don't reflect that. Absolutely. You're going to be a fat bag of mayonnaise, like you <laughs> said. If, if you, I mean, everybody says they want to get swollen. They want to go in and they want to be able to run and they want to, they want to lift all these weights. But I don't see them doing the right things. Yeah. I mean, the idea is there. It's just acting on those ideas correctly.
0: Well, absolutely. And you do need the system. And that, that's such a good point. And especially really owning a business is what has really taught me this. I love that. Would you say that again? You don't, um,
1: you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the levels of your systems.
0: Absolutely. So like I know in my wholesaling business is we have all of these you know, lofty goals and we have these things we want to do. We back it up with metrics of like, hey, here's what we're going to do in order to get there. Right, It's like like I talked about my goal is I want to do seven figures a month. I can't do the same things that I'm doing right now that get me to six figures a month if I want to get to seven figures a month. So where do we need to change what systems need to be tweaked? We're making these different movements, but we have a list of exactly our procedures of how we're going to get there. And if we're not able to reach our goals, we can go back and we can look at what were our systems. Yep. And, and what needs to be t- tweaked or tuned for next time.
1: Yeah, and there's no such thing as a bad mistake. I mean, if you're making sloppy mistakes, that's a bad mistake, but I, I always take them as a learning lesson. You know, nobody's going to be perfect. There's going to be bumps along the road. you got to prepare for those. It's about how you react to it, and I, I think that's just the whole thing in life. It's not about what happens, but it's about how, how you react to it. You know, you can, you can go into work with the mindset of, all right, yeah, I'm going to get through the day, or you can say, all right, I'm going to take care of this and this and this, and then I'm going to do something else. It, it's a whole different thing. If you even if you work the, the nine to five, you can go in with the perspective that this is going to suck or you can go in and say, I'm going to kick ass today.
0: Absolutely. You're
1: going to be doing the same shit. It's just how you go about it.
0: I think you said multiple really good things that I want to talk about right there. Number one, I want to talk about like the bumps and stuff along the way because we know that growth is not linear, that there are ups and downs. Like specifically, I know that within my fitness journey, I have a lot of ups and downs. It's like, like I know in high school, we had times it's like, yo, we're going to the gym every single day. It was no problem. And it was because we did have these systems of every single day after, after school, we'd go to the gym together. Yep. And then I went to college. And um, from there, I also had like ups and downs. It was like, sometimes I was being in in a flow with people and it's like, we're constantly going to the gym and then boom, I get a girlfriend and I... I can become a fat bag, bag of mayonnaise. I stopped doing it, right? Or even like right now, you know, I've started like really seriously tuning in my diet, taking things very seriously. And it's like, I will have weeks when I'm just doing well, I'm super on the ball. But then every once in a while, I'll mess up, right? Uh, I'll get into, you know, I'll find myself, oh, I haven't eaten all day and I'm at the airport. And my only option is Hudson News. And I, you know, I end up having to fucking eat some, some bullshit and then go over my calories. Now, that sucks, right? And it's a bump in the road. But like you said, it's not about what happens. It's did you learn from it and how do you react? So instead of saying, oh, fuck it, like, you know, I fucked up. No, it's then when I get off my flight and I get home, I go to bed, I wake up in the morning, I do some extra cardio to make up for it. But that's something that's developed over time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, you're not just going to wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to start eating healthy, just like we were talking about earlier. You know, you got to ease into it, and you're not, you're not just going to cut off all the sugar and all the, all the fun foods because there's no fucking fun in that, one. But, two, it's just unrealistic. you got to be realistic with yourself. The more real you are with yourself, the more, the more opportunity there is and, and the more likely you're going to hit your goals.
0: Well, you know, I think that this is an excellent thing for us to talk about is being real with yourself. You know, it's a super hard thing to do to be able to look at yourself and really look in the mirror and ask yourself, where am I fucking up? What is stopping me from getting where I wanna go? And this is something that I know I had to do. I I had to look in the mirror and I'll tell you what, like I, I actually had to do this multiple times. It was a collection of things, but multiple times I had to realize like, where am I fucking up? And everything was pointing to the same direction. Like life was trying to teach me the same lesson over and over and it was, Tyson, you're drinking too goddamn much. Like I would, you know, it's like I would have a fucking big weekend, wake up on Sunday, feel like absolute dog shit. And I know that I was going to be hungover for the next two or three days and I was not going to be performing at my highest. And during those two to three days, it gave me the time to think like, why the fuck am I doing this? What am I getting out of it? But I repeated that cycle, right? It's not like just I had one fucking bad hangover and right. I was like, oh, I'm quitting. Right. It was like, it took me multiple times. And it wasn't until I seriously reflected and looked inward and like, where do I want to go? What's stopping me from getting there? It was, it was clear. It's like the fucking booze, dipshit. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. st- <laughs> but it's a, it's a hard thing to do, to really look in and, and, and take personal accountability. To like, hey, I'm clearly doing something fucking wrong. What is it that I need to change? And not a lot of people are going to do that.
1: Yeah, It's um, another quote is, affirmations without action is delusion. So, you know, if you tell yourself that you're a hard worker or that you go to the gym every day and you work your hardest. If you're not acting on that affirmation, you're lying to yourself. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not being real with yourself and you're just gonna go down that rabbit hole of being the victim. You, know, you gotta be a product of your environment, not a victim of your circumstance. Absolutely. It's, a, it's about how you, how you handle those things. And personally for me, you know, I, I've, I've been lucky enough to do something that I, that I love for a very long time and I'm very passionate about it, but there were bumps in the road. And, you know, I, not a lot of people our age have stopped drinking. And, that, and that's just something that separates the good from the great. That's, that's my personal opinion. You know, if you can, if you can knock all that shit out, you're, you're already way ahead of the game.
0: Absolutely. And I think that another thing is that, like, booze, like, I don't want to come on here and be, say that, like, alcohol is the absolute worst thing in the world. And I think some people, like, are, you know, they have a fine relationship with it. But I think in our society nowadays, it's so normalized to, like, binge drink and um, have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Now, I know a lot of people who don't think they have a problem, but it's you fucking up their problem, life. got a problem, buddy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, on the weekends, if you're, if you're getting good output and, you know, you're doing something that's productive while other people are out in the clubs, you know, drinking, they're going to wake up, they're not going to be feeling very good, that puts you just that much farther ahead. And if you can do three or four or five different things like that, that just puts you that much farther ahead. So, you know, it's not, it's not drinking, it's, it's going home and watching TV or doing something else. It, it's going to work 30 minutes early. It's staying 30 minutes late, getting that one extra task done. If you get that one extra task done every single day, you're, you're gonna be way ahead of
0: everybody. It's, it's back to what we were saying about the compound effect, you know? Yeah, I, I love the way that your perspective of this, of like, when you're not going out and you're getting fucked up on the weekend, you're buying back more time for yourself to get yourself ahead. And it's not just the one weekend, but it's one weekend, 52 times a year. After five years, like how many extra days did you just buy yourself back that you were using to get ahead of everybody else? It, It really is, and it seems simple, but it's legitimately a fucking cheat code. Yeah, you wake up 30
1: minutes earlier every single day, you have two and a half more hours during that week during that work week that you can be productive. Just 30 minutes, make it 15, cut that time in half. Then you start growing it to an hour, all of a sudden you are way ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're doing a lot more things than the people who are just happy with being, um, happy with being complacent. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm never happy just being in a standstill. You know, I always gotta be doing something that's stimulating my brain. And at the time in college, stimulating my brain was getting fucked up and going out and doing stupid shit. And now I get a whole different type of stimulation when, you know, I reach this, this, certain, this certain goal that, I've, that I put to myself about six months ago or three months ago or even a week ago.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a whole different type of reward. And, like, like the cheap fucking little dopamine or whatever the, you know. The quick high. The little, the little
1: quick high that you get from doing, from eating a piece of candy or or from skipping the gym to, to go to sleep. You know, you get that little boost for a little bit. But, fuck, you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, why the hell didn't I do that?
0: Right. Nothing compares to, like, the, the actual rush you get from fucking hard work and, like, completing your goals. Like, there's nothing even close to it.
1: Yeah, and, you know, work should not feel like work if, if you're being challenged optimally. You know, being over-challenged becomes very tiring. Being under-challenged becomes very boring. So, you know, you got to find that sweet spot in between, and you got to work towards that and work with that. Um, 12 hour, 14 hour days is not sustainable forever, but it's something that you, you may have to do in the beginning of your career to just get established.
0: Well, and and that's something I wanna talk about is kind of achieving that flow state. I think that it's a superpower to be able to get into flow. And if in order to get into flow, you have to be at a, at a level where it's not over challenging, But it's still challenging enough to keep you stimulated, and it's not too easy where it just becomes monotonous, and it's that sweet spot. And if you're able to stay in this throughout the day, you'll find yourself not watching the clock and just doing things.
1: Absolutely. At the end of the day, he'll be like, where the hell did my day go? All Mm -hmm. right, I guess I'll take it in tomorrow. But you look back and you said, oh, well, I I knocked out this, this, and this. And that's another thing you can do is, you know, just make a to-do list. The feeling of scratching something off your to-do list, there's nothing better. Even if it's if it's small things, you can look back at the end of the day and say, "I took care of this. I actually was productive."
0: I completely agree.
1: You know, you can get you can get kind of lost in in like the nitty-gritty of everything, you know, but in the end of the day, you got to be productive. And if you put down stuff that you can actually achieve and you cross it off the list, it, there's no better feeling.
0: And I feel like that is the key to like really being happy and uh, like content in life. Is being productive and being like a functioning member of society that's out accomplishing things. And I love what you said about like actually make a fucking to-do list and scratch that shit off as you do it and it doesn't matter how minute or whatever it is, whatever's on your to-do list, right? Again, start small. And whether that fucking on your to-do list is something as simple as do the fucking dishes after you after you cook dinner and it eventually builds up to like a, you know, massive project that's like, hey, we're gonna upgrade. We're gonna move into a fucking hundred thousand uh, square foot new facility, right? Yeah. And then all the different parts that break into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and so you know, you can have really high goals, and you can have really low goals. I mean, this can go to say you get dumped by your girlfriend, you're depressed. You know, one big thing that you can do is step out of your house, go to the grocery store, go to the gym. You know, do small things that make a huge difference. You know, some people get stuck in this, in this state of, of mental funk. Where they, where they just tell themselves they can't do anything or that mm-hmm. they're not valuable. You know, I think everybody's valuable in some certain way. It's just about how they, how they perceive it and how they perceive themselves. You can look at somebody and, and you can see their energy. You know, this person is driven or this person really hates
0: their life. Absolutely. The difference between those two people is just their purpose. Absolutely. I said on a, on a different episode, I said that I can take anybody out in the world and I can make them into at least a seven. Now, to some people, this might seem fucking vain or anything like that, but here's what I mean by it. You know you see those people out wherever and they just look like you know they're fucking slunched over, they fucking, they look like shit, they obviously don't take care of themselves. You know what I'm talking about, that kind of person? I feel like if you take that person, you fucking, one, you, you give them some affirmations, you let them know that, hey, you are a fucking valuable person, right? You have merit, whatever it is. Right, and then you ingrain that into them. You get them fucking taking care of themselves. We're all granted this beautiful fucking vessel that holds our soul, holds our identity. Stop treating it like fucking a garbage can, a fucking garbage disposal. Take care of it, feed it what it needs to operate at its optimal levels. Take care of it, right, fucking exercise it. And you start doing these things, stand up straight, fucking walk around, look people in the eye, and you watch how quickly your life changes.
1: Absolutely. Things like posture, how you carry yourself, looking at, looking at people in the eyes, your tone when you talk to people, you know, holding the door open for somebody, that just, if, if somebody doesn't hold the door open for you, that's coming from their own place of, of anger, you know, that's not geared at you, it may seem like it is, but those types of people, they're, they're in this mental state where they can't really break the wheel, mm-hmm. and you know, me personally, I feel like I want to be able to motivate people to get out of that mental state, you know. However that is, everybody's a little bit different, but every single person does have some purpose. What that purpose is, I don't know, because every single, every single person has different desires, likes, wants, needs, um, but you know, every single person can be happy. People, people are just in this little thing where they think, I can't be happy, or this always happens to me, or this, this never will happen to me. That's, that's just not true. Life is not hard. If you want something, you can go and fucking get it. Absolutely. If you want to lay in bed all day and say you're depressed, you're going to stay depressed. If you want to change, wake up, do something, go stand outside, just make baby steps. And all of a sudden it compounds on itself. And it's like a, it's like a snowball effect. And all of a sudden you're doing all this shit that you never thought you could do just
0: from little, little changes. Absolutely. And I think that is what it comes down to is one deciding you want to change and getting some semblance of whatever that vision is. And then making sure that you have some actions that are in alignment with wherever it is you want to go. Another thing I wanna talk about that you said um, is people get in these mental funks, right? Their girlfriend breaks up with them, they lose their job, whatever it is. And I saw it, whether it was a TikTok or a tweet or something like that, it was somebody talking about you should never waste a good crisis. When something happens like that, when one door closes on you, whether it is your girlfriend broke up with you or you got fucking fired or something terrible has happened, you need to reframe all those emotions that you're feeling and redirect uh, that energy into productive output
1: absolutely and you know rock bottom is one of the best platforms to spring off of you're at rock bottom Shit can't really get much worse i mean something can happen to where it gets a little bit worse but you are where you're at right now you're not happy it's time to change or you're gonna stay in this little state for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Rock bottom, I mean, I, I felt like I was at rock bottom before and I, I was able to get a grip on myself and change a whole bunch of shit. It took a lot of time, but, but it, it worked out.
0: Well, and, and exactly what you said is that, dude, what better place for you, what better foundation to spring out of, right? Once you feel like you're at that moment and you're able to be honest with yourself and say, yo, I'm not fucking happy with what I'm doing right now. Perfect. We know what's not working. We, we, we know what, what doesn't work to get fucking to get Tyson where he wants to go or to get Kurt where he wants to go. It's time to try something else. And then taking off, creating a new habit, and right, deciding who it is you do want to be. That, that, that's all it comes down to, decide who you want to be and then re-engineer the steps for yourself to get there. So if you say, hey, I want to be rich, good-looking, and um, I want to be rich, good-looking, healthy, well then let's just re-engineer it. What are the daily habits that a rich, good looking, healthy person is gonna do? They're gonna wake up, they're gonna go to the fucking gym, they're gonna work hard, they're gonna build a business. It's no fucking secret, dude. Every single rich, successful guy in America owns a fucking business for the most part, or is like super high up, they're running a business. Figure out a way to do that. And it's just breaking down in these simple every single day, every single breaking it down into these simple daily actions. Rich, good-looking, healthy guy is going to go to the gym every day. They're going to work hard at their business. They're going to look people in the eye. They're going to they're gonna be a person, not a fucking NPC. I mean, you talked about right? right? Um, that's another thing I want to talk about is what you said is that people's, like somebody not holding the door for you, that's not anything to do with you. It's somebody's inward reflection of themselves projected on you, right? When somebody's being a fucking dickhead to you out in public or on the street, whatever it is, it's, something, it's not anything you fucking did for the most part. It's just, it's somebody, it's something else that they're figuring out and they're lashing out on somebody else.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, people coming from that negative, that negative state, you know, they're, they're kind of stuck in this, in this wheel where they think that everything's pushed against them and that there's nothing they can do to get out of their circumstance. There absolutely is. I mean, you just got to change the perspective on things. I mean, we've talked about perspective already, but I think that's really everything. I mean, how you look at some, you can look at, you can look at that chair. And it'll look completely different, <clears throat> completely different to somebody else. Um, how I look at like going to work or going to the gym is a whole different thing than that fat fucking bag of mayonnaise. Yes. I mean, th- those people dread it. I look forward to going in there and bettering myself. Same, same with going to work, same with waking up and just doing my normal every single day routine. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's got to be a universal standard that you set for yourself. You know, you can't, you can't have these little one-offs that you do intentionally. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep in today because I can't do that. That's just, I don't resonate with that. You know, I'm not, I'm going to go to bed early because I need my sleep. I I don't stay up late. I'm not going to go out and drink because that's just not a a part of my personality anymore. Right. I got, I got more important shit to do. And you know, anybody who wants to hop on that train with me can hop on, but anybody who's not with it, they can hop off.
0: Absolutely. And it, it comes down to just being true to yourself. Right. I love what you said there. Like you know, sleeping in, going out and drinking, like that's not what I do. That's, you know, that, that is not in alignment with who Kurt is. And it's having a rock solid idea of who do you want Kurt to be? Like something I've said is that I created this idea in my head of the exact person I wanna be, kind of a combination of some of these other people that I've seen, right? And I have an idea of who this guy is, it's almost this superhero version of Tyson Smith. And then every single day I'm doing things to get me to be that guy.
1: Yeah, and I saw I saw some um, some video, and this guy talked about who his hero was, and he said it's me in 10 years, and 10 years goes along, and the guy goes, so are you your hero? And he goes, no, my hero is 10 years from now. You know, it's it's always chasing something. You know, you can never be you can never be happy being stagnant. Yep. You know, you gotta be you gotta be chasing something. You always gotta have a goal in mind. You know, that sense of purpose is everything. That's that's what gives me energy. You know, people who sleep in all day and they they don't really do much they tend to be a whole lot more tired than the people who are at work really early and staying late. Absolutely. Because these people have a sense of accomplishment and it fuels them into their next day and into their, in their daily activities and into everything they do. You know, everything you do, it it's really, it's how you look at it.
0: Absolutely. Perspective is so important. Um, one thing I kind of want to finish off on Kurt is what do you say to somebody who thinks that it's not important to take care of your body or to be fit? <laughs>
1: you're in for a long trip buddy yeah. uh, you know taking care of your body is is the most important thing you know mental health is a very important thing what you tell yourself how you tell yourself it it really it, it goes into everything that you do so if, you, if you're if you taking care of your body you're going to start feeling a lot better about yourself statistically you're going to feel a whole lot better you're going to start acting different you're going to start wanting to grow in different places that you never thought you'd you'd want to grow you know, opportunities always present themselves, but if, if you're hiding inside and you're not taking care of yourself, you're, you're shielding yourself from any of those opportunities.
0: Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, with that, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, Kurt, if, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and they wanted to get more advice from you, what would be the best way for them to reach you? You can
1: find me on Instagram at Kurt underscore Weintraub.
0: At Kurt underscore Weintraub. How do you spell that?
1: K-U-R-T underscore W-E-I-N-T-R-A-U-B.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Kurt, for coming on, having a conversation. I think it'd be extremely helpful for anybody who's wanting to know how to get better, how to reframe their position, reframe their mind to see the world in a different light, um, to be a happier person, to be a healthier person. Um, that being said, we're about to go, go ahead and tour the facilities. We're going to look. Um, go ahead, check out my Instagram. Um, I'll be sure to put some stuff up there and show you guys around, get a kind of behind the scene look at, uh, where our protein powder is being made and things like that. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. This is episode four of the rebellion. Um, please remember, I know we weren't able to do it today, but if you ever do have questions, submit them, uh, on my link tree, there is a place where you can submit questions for me to talk about on the podcast. Um, if you are interested in ever coming on and being a guest, shoot me a DM, love to have a conversation with you. Um, again, thank you guys for watching and we will see you next time.